Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic will be nothing but fun, mind-blowing facts about Washington, D.C., and then at the end of the program, I have some fantastic information about wine. So we're going to do fun facts about Washington, D.C., and fun facts about wine. Obviously, Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States. The population of Washington, D.C. in 2023 is 643,301. Washington, D.C. is located on the Potomac River. It borders the states of Maryland and Virginia. So you're probably sitting at home saying, what is the most popular job in Washington, D.C.? Software developer is one of the top jobs for residents of Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. has the second busiest Amtrak station in the entire United States, right behind New York. And as we go further into the episode, you're going to learn that most things that have the busiest, New York ranks number one, but I was surprised to learn that Washington, D.C. ranks number two in a lot of these stats. You're probably asking yourself, who has used the movie theater in the White House the most? I got your answer. President Jimmy Carter watched more movies in the White House movie theater than any other president in U.S. history. He watched 480 movies. That is more than any other president in the United States history. Before the White House had a movie theater, uh, the movie theater was a coat room. So imagine that. They converted a coat room in the White House to a, a private movie theater. There have been two American presidents in the White House to own alligators. I want everyone to go to your kitchen table tonight. And I want to have you ask your friends this trivia question. What two American presidents owned alligators in the White House? And the answer is Herbert Hoover and John Quincy Adams both owned alligators in the White House. In Washington, D.C., there are several streets that are named after a letter of the alphabet, but none of those streets have the letter J. Your mind is probably blown as I'm speaking. There are marble bathtubs in the Capitol building. I'm going to say that again because it took me like five minutes to comprehend this. There are marble bathtubs in the Capitol building. And they were installed all the way back in 1859. And that is because at that time, senators lived in boarding houses. So they couldn't get a bath. So to prevent them from stinking up the place, they built marble bathtubs in the Capitol building. And that was done all the way back in 1859. And that allowed the senators who were living in boarding houses to take a bath at the Capitol building. I think this is pretty obvious. 
But there are elevators in the Capitol building that are only for senators. I think that's pretty obvious. So there are elevators in the Capitol building that are prohibited to anyone but senators. All right, and that makes sense because obviously you're not going to have senators taking the elevator with regular folk. I think we just heard about this not too long ago. If I'm not mistaken, I just saw this on the news not too long ago. But there are miles and miles of underground tunnels underneath the Capitol building. And they are prohibited to be seen by any regular citizen. And they are for senators only in case of emergency. So check this out. There are miles upon miles of underground tunnels under the Capitol building in case of emergency. Uh, they built a cr- now here's something and I want everyone to follow me on this because this is this is pretty interesting. They built a crypt under the Capitol building with a viewing area because they anticipated burying George Washington there. So there's actually a grave under the Capitol building that was made for George Washington. He never used it. And they even have a viewing area to see the body. But once he was deceased, it was never used. And uh, it is still there today. I thought that was pretty creepy. Uh, but they have, a, they have a grave underneath the Capitol building with a viewing area. And they were planned on putting George Washington there. And it was never used. It's still there today. D.C. Metro is the second busiest subway system in the entire United States. And we're going to learn as we go further in this episode that a lot of these stats of this nature, New York ranks number one and Washington, D.C. ranks number two in a lot of these stats. The NFL team from Washington which used to be called the Redskins. I think they're called the Generals or something like that. But the the old Washington Redskins. They started out in Boston. And that is something I never knew. So the original Washington NFL football team started out in Boston. In 1998, one of the D.C. soldiers in the Tomb of the Unknown. Everyone knows the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. In 1998, they revealed the identity of one of the soldiers. So the identity of one of the soldiers in the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier was identified in 1998. I would actually, listen, this next fun fact, I actually want to go to Washington, D.C. to visit to see this. One of the only spy museums in the entire world is located in Washington, D.C. It is called the International Spy Museum. And that is located... I would love to see that. That's fascinating stuff. I would really enjoy going down to look at that. Because of the way Washington, D.C. was constructed and designed, literally all roads lead to the Capitol. So because of the way... That Washington, D.C. was designed. Literally, all roads lead to the Capitol. 
There now, this is something I didn't understand at first, but now I kind of get it. There are cat paw imprints just inside the Supreme Court chamber, inside the Capitol. So the Supreme Court, there are cat paw imprints on the wall. And that has people saying that there's a ghost cat living in the Supreme Court. I thought that was I thought that was just a little bit interesting. As I mentioned before, there is a grave underneath the Washington Capitol that was built for George Washington. And it even has a viewing area. Uh, They never used it. It's still there today. Washington, D.C. actually gets more rain per year than Seattle, Washington. Now, I want everyone to contemplate that. Seattle, Washington is always talked about for getting the most rain. Everybody that says, oh, I live in Seattle, it rains every day. Washington, D.C. actually gets more rain per year than Seattle, Washington. I think many people know this, but the White House, I want to say this slow because this is interesting. The White House was built after... George Washington died. So John Adams was officially the first president to live in the White House. Also, you're going to find out later in the episode that George Washington actually picked the location to put the White House, yet he never he died before it was done. But George Washington actually was the guy that picked the location, but he had died before it was built. If you have bad kidneys or you have a urinary tract infection, here's a fun fact. There are 35 bathrooms in the White House. How about that? Think about that. 35 bathrooms in the White House. There are 132 rooms in the White House. And the White House is six levels high. Did anyone know that? I knew there was a living quarters for the president. But there are, there's, the White House is actually six levels high. The White House also has eight staircases and three elevators. I, I found that pretty interesting. Woodrow Wilson is the only president that is buried in Washington, D.C. Who would have known? And that's another fun fact. Uh, Woodrow Wilson is the only American president that is buried in Washington, D.C. He is buried at the Washington National Cathedral. The Library of Congress is the largest library in the entire world. I always knew it was the largest library in the United States, but I had no idea that the Library of Congress is the largest library In the entire world. There was a typo in the original inscription of the Lincoln Memorial. And it actually had to be fixed. It was a misspelled word. When they built the Lincoln Memorial, they misspelled a word on the inscription. So they actually had to fix it. The oldest fish market in the entire United States opened all the way back in 1805, and it is located in Washington, D.C. 
Now, here's something I found interesting. Send me a, uh, send me a message at phillyrestaurantreviews.com. That's my, that's my website. So anybody at any time can send me a message right through my website. Just go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com. Okay, here's a fun fact that you might want to message me about. Washington, D.C. was named after George Washington. And even though D.C. stands for the District of Columbia, they added D.C. to honor Christopher Columbus. And that is where the D.C., obviously the D.C. stands for District of Columbia, District of Columbia, but the idea to add the D.C. was to honor Christopher Columbus. That's what they say. The White House wasn't called the White House until 1901. What? The White House was not named the White House until 1901. And that is because a newspaper coined the phrase White House. And that is when they decided to change the name to the White House. Uh, Before the White House was called the White House, they referred to it as the President's Palace or simply the President's House. It was not called the White House until 1901. I figured with all the embassies and all the uh, multicultural aspects of Washington, D.C., obviously it is one of the most multilingual cities in the entire United States. The Lincoln Memorial was created just two years after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Why do I keep doing that? So the Lincoln Memorial was created just two years after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. But it's, almost, it's also famous because it is where Martin Luther King gave the famous I Have a Dream speech in 1963. So the Lincoln Memorial is known for two uh, big things. Washington, D.C., the actual Washington, D.C., is only 68 square miles. Here's a funny fact. In 1999... Vandals were accused of chopping down cherry trees in Washington, D.C. So they kept seeing all these cherry trees getting chopped down in Washington, D.C. So they actually la- they launched an investigation. After their investigation, they found out that the cherry trees were actually knocked down by a pair of beavers. Ha, ha, ha. So they were accusing vandals of chopping down cherry trees, and when they did the investigation, it turned, up, it turned out to be a pair of beavers. At one time, Washington, D.C. was covered by an ocean. As I said earlier, the inspiration for naming it Washington, D.C. was Washington due to George Washington and D.C. as a tribute to Christopher Columbus. As we mentioned earlier, President Jimmy Carter watched the most movies in the White House movie theater. He watched 480 movies. You can see bald eagles in and around Washington, D.C. The first cherry blossom trees in Washington, D.C. were a gift from Tokyo. Tokyo. 
as a sign of friendship. Uh, so the cherry blossom trees were given to Washington, D.C. as a gift from Tokyo in 1913. Uh, obviously, you may have heard of the Washington, D.C. Cherry Blossom Festival. And it's one of the most popular festivals in the country. That started all the way back in 1935. All right, now here's an interesting fact. Because Washington, D.C. is a district of Columbia, they really don't have congressional representation. So there's a phrase on the Washington, D.C. license plate. So if you, have a, if you have a license plate from Washington, D.C., it says no taxation without representation. And that is actually somewhat of a fact and a sarcastic uh, thing. But Washington, D.C. has no representation in Congress. Uh, D.C. residents were not even allowed to vote in a presidential election until the 23rd Amendment. And that was only ratified in 1961. So if you lived in Washington, D.C., because it was a, it's a district of Columbia, it's not a city. And you're going to learn a pretty interesting fact in a few minutes. Uh, because Washington, D.C. is not a city, they just had to ratify the 23rd Amendment in 1961 that allowed the residents to vote. Now, think about that. According to the National Park Service, 25 million people a year visit the National Mall in Washington, D.C. And I want to get this point home. If you go to your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and you look up, learn about world cuisine. I have 152 more episodes. And I have covered the biggest tourist attractions in the entire world. And I have done fun facts about the biggest tourist attractions in the entire world. And a lot of those tourist attractions only get 7 to 10 million people a year. The National Park, or I'm sorry, the... Uh, the National Mall in Washington, D.C. gets 25 million visitors. If you go to my archives on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, I've done a lot of episodes with very popular locations and tourist attractions that only have 7 to 10 million, and Washington, the National Mall gets 25 million a year. In 1884... The Washington Monument was the tallest structure in the entire world. Obviously, today, many places have surpassed that. But in 1884, the Washington Monument was the tallest structure in the entire world. The FDR Memorial has over 21 of his famous quotes encrypted into the memorial. Now, the Washington Monument is actually two different colors. Now, why would the Washington Monument area have two different colors? That is because when they first started working on it, they ran out of money. So they had to, so the stone was a different color because they had to put a pause on the construction because they ran out of money. All right, now this is something that turned my head that kind of surprised me. 
I'm just going to give you a couple people, but there are literally dozens upon dozens of famous people from Washington, D.C. I'm just going to name a few. Al Gore, J. Edgar Hoover, the owner of the founder of the Marriott Hotels, J.W. Marriott, the head of the Marriott Hotel, Duke Ellington, Ben Stein, Marvin Gaye, Kevin Durant, and Goldie Hawn are just a handful of famous people from Washington, D.C., when I saw the list, I, my mind was blown. I was very, very surprised as to how many famous people are from Washington, D.C. The United States Supreme Court did not have its own building until 1935. So the U.S. Supreme Court didn't even have its own building until 1935. William Howard Taft is the only United States president to serve as a Supreme Court justice. Only six presidents in the entire history of the USA have been sworn into office outside of Washington, D.C. Now, I told you earlier, uh, Washington, D.C. residents are trying to become their own state. And this argument has been going on for many years. So even though Washington, D.C. is not a U.S. state, it has more residents than two of the 50 states. So even though Washington, D.C. is not a state, it is a district of Columbia, uh, it has more residents than two of the 50 states. Washington, D.C. has a higher per capita income than any of the 50 states. Although George Washington never lived in the White House, he was the person in 1791 to pick the location of the White House. I found that fascinating. And then he died before the construction was finished. All right. Now, listen, we talked a lot about how Washington, D.C. is not an official United States state. But if you're sitting at home saying, what is the official description of Washington, D.C.? It is officially considered a federal district. It is not a state. A lot of people think it's a state, which I found interesting. It is not a state. All right, now we're running a little long today, so I'm going to kind of speed through the fun facts about wine. If you go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I received an email from someone just not too long ago that was bragging that they have a show on iHeartRadio. Just so everyone knows, when you do a podcast, you're on like 50 different uh, platforms, including iHeartRadio. You can go to Amazon Music and look up Learn About World Cuisine. This show does very well on Amazon Music. But what I do is I instruct my A-L-E-X-A device. I say, A-L-E-X-A, play the latest episode of the Learn About World Cuisine podcast. And it will play me the latest episode every Thursday morning. So I try to keep all the episodes under 40 minutes long so that you can download multiple shows. So I'm going to speed through the wine. Uh, we're going to talk about wine. We're going to give you fun facts about wine. 
If you are a lover of wine, you're going to love this section. Let's check the time. Hold on. Let's check the time. We are 24 minutes in. So let's start talking about wine. Fun facts about wine. All right, we're going to turn out we're going to start off with a shocker. The oldest winery ever dates all the way back to 4100 BC. Overconsumption of wine is mentioned several times in the Bible. Wine can be made with more than one variety of grapes. When you go home tonight, I want everyone to look at your bottle of wine and then look at your champagne bottle. Champagne bottles are a lot thicker. The glass is a lot thicker so that it can hold in the carbonation. So when you go home tonight, I want you to look at your bottle of wine and then look at your bottle of champagne. You're going to notice that champagne is much thicker because it can hold in the carbonation. There is actually a medical term for people that do not like wine. Unfortunately, I cannot pronounce it. Red wine, white wine, and rose wine are the three types of wine. And I'm pretty sure most of our wine connoisseurs knew that. White wine can only be made from a specific type of grape. Making rose wine is actually very difficult. What is a fortified wine? You're probably sitting at home saying, what do they mean when they say a fortified wine? Fortified wines are made by adding extra alcohol into the mix. A wine that is produced in warmer climates are usually sweeter. I'm going to say that again because I think that's pretty important. If your bottle of wine is made in a warmer climate, it is actually sweeter than other wines. Wine production uses yeast in its fermentation. There are a total of 11 bottle sizes for wine. Chardonnay is the most commonly wine produced in any vineyard. So Chardonnay is produced in most vineyards. Most wines are not vegetarian or vegan friendly. So if our vegetarian vegan friends are listening, keep in mind you might want to look deeper into your wine. Because most wines are not vegetarian or vegan friendly. The proper way... Now listen, I want everyone to listen closely. Because I found this pretty fascinating. I am going to explain to you the proper way to do a wine tasting. So the proper way to do a wine tasting is to look at the color of the wine first. Then smell the wine... And then you taste it. Okay, so there's three steps. You look at the color of the wine first. Then you smell it. And then you taste it. So if you're going to a vineyard and you don't want to embarrass yourself. And you're going to be doing wine tasting. That's the proper etiquette. If you want, Here's a fun fact. Now this tip is going to come in to be very beneficial to most of my listeners. If you want to chill your wine quicker, just add water to the ice bucket. Okay, I want everyone to hear that again. If you want your wine to chill quicker, just add water to the ice bucket. Adding the addition of water to the ice bucket chills the wine at a quicker pace. 
Here's another fascinating fact. I'm sure many people out there have heard that the older the, older the wine, the better. So if you look at a lot of movies and TV shows, they always have the guy come out and says, oh, this is a 200-year-old bottle of wine, etc. That is a myth. Only 10% of all wine benefits from being uh, aged. I want to say that again. So the common myth is that the longer and the older the wine bottle the more, uh, the better it tastes. That is a myth. Only 10% of wine produced benefits with age. Most wines should be consumed within five years. And when I read that, I was like, wow, I can't tell you how many shows and movies I've watched where they're bragging about a 200-year-old bottle of wine. Only 10% of all wine produced Benefits from the aging process. Most wines should be consumed within five years. A glass of red wine after dinner was clinically studied and proven to reduce your risk for heart disease. 69% of wine bottles are sealed with corks. Most wine corks come from the country of Portugal, I want to give a quick hello to our friends in Portugal. We had a good listening audience in Portugal. Uh, Most of your wine corks come from Portugal. There is a proper way to hold a wine glass, okay? I'm giving everyone a tutorial right now. How do you do a wine tasting? The proper way to hold your wine glass is that you must hold it from the stem, and that is, where, that is because your bare hand touching the glass where the wine is in is going to change the heating process of the wine. So I'm going to say it slower. The proper way to hold a wine glass is to hold it by the stem. And that way your big fat hand is not covering the actual wine because it affects the temperature of the wine. All right, so I just taught you how to go to a vineyard and do a wine tasting. The Titanic was home to the world's oldest wine cellar. And when the Titanic sunk, uh, the wines were found still intact. How about that? So the oldest wine cellar was actually on the Titanic. And when the ship sank... They were able to retrieve the wines intact. The largest producers of wine in the entire world are France, Italy, Spain. But shockingly to me, I was shocked to find out that California, just one state in the United States, is the fourth largest producer of wine in the entire world. Wow, that is a shock. Uh, Just so everyone knows, if you go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, I have done fun facts about all three of those countries, France, Italy, and Spain. But California is fourth in the entire world in wine production. The oldest wine bottle in existence goes all the way back to A.D. 325. That is many, many centuries ago. 
In early Roman times, women were forbidden to drink wine. I'm going to say this again because this is a weird stat. In early Roman times, women were forbidden to drink wine. And if a male was to catch a woman drinking wine, they were required to kill her. <laughs> I know a lot of guys with ex-wives that wish that law. <laughs> so women were forbidden to drink wine. And if a male catches a woman drinking wine back in the early Roman times, they were required to kill her. Hippocrates who is known as the father of modern medicine, would use wine to treat fevers, and he would also use it as an antiseptic. The word plonk, P-L-O-N-K, is used to describe wines that have very low quality. And if you ever see the word P-L-O-N-K, plonk, in association with a wine, they, they advise you to avoid it at all costs. Your sense of smell is considered the most important tool during a wine tasting. They don't, they don't give, they don't make the most important sense, your sense of taste. It's your sense of smell. Okay, that is the most important asset during a wine tasting. How about this? The custom of giving cheers. You know how you're at a party and you have a glass of wine and you say to your uh, partner cheers and you clink the glass? You're probably saying to yourself, where did that come from? That's bizarre. The custom of giving cheers came from old Rome. And the reason they would do it, it was supposedly to ward off unwanted tastes. Okay, so they were trying to ward off an unwanted taste, and that is where the that is where the uh, custom of giving cheers came from. There was a wine toast during the signing of the Declaration of Independence. How how convenient that that tied in with today's episode about Washington D.C. There was a wine toast during the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And that could be the most famous wine toast in the history. If you want to have fun with your friends tonight, say, hey, what big event in American history had a wine toast after it? If you're thinking about, well, what wine were they drinking? They were drinking Madeira. And that is uh, the wine that they were using to make the toast. A person who talks about wine that they plan to open but never do. There's a lot of people like this. They always say, oh, I got this vintage wine at home. I'm going to open it, and they never do. Those people are considered to be a cork tease. <laughs> so if you have a friend that always talks about opening a vintage wine and he never does, make sure you call him a cork tease. That's what they refer to people at. Uh, the longer wine is exposed to oxygen, the quicker it turns sour. And it can turn your red wine into vinegar very quickly. So you always want to make sure your wine is sealed because the longer it's exposed to oxygen, the quicker it turns sour. A cluster of grapes is 75 grapes. 
And it takes one entire cluster of grapes to make a glass of wine. All right, now here's something interesting. I want all my I want all my listeners to listen in. All wine is stored at the same temperature, no matter what type of wine it is. The only difference is the temperature of the wine when it is served. But as far as storage goes, all wines are stored at the same temperature. And like I said, I taught you earlier how to do a, how to properly hold a wine glass. You hold it from the stem because your fat hand uh, holding it by the top changes the temperature of the wine. All right. All right. And wine that is sitting out without being sealed with a cork uh, loses its fruitiness. All right, everyone. I think we did a good job. Let's all give ourselves a round of applause. I think we did a great job covering fun facts about Washington, D.C., and we all did a great job learning about wine. Uh, We learned a lot of fun stuff this week. Be sure to go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and this show does very well on Amazon Music, or you can tell your favorite smart device, A-L-E-X-A, play the Learn About World Cuisine podcast, and she'll play it for you. Uh, last week's episode was a bomb. I want to make my, my my listeners know, last week's episode bombed. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, we did a great episode about Sri Lanka. And Sri Lankan, uh, and, uh, oh no, we did a great episode about the Calgary Stampede and Canadian cuisine. And that episode bombed. So if you go to your favorite podcast platform, that that show has a lot of really fun facts. Uh, The Calgary Stampede, I got so many great, interesting things. But my section on Canadian cuisine is excellent. That is my lowest downloaded episode in the two years I've done this show. So make sure if you're going to download a bunch of episodes, be sure to add the Calgary Stampede episode. Uh, the episode we did about Sri Lanka actually did better than the Calgary Stampede. So go to your favorite podcast platform, or let's do this. Let's all do this together. Go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviewswithans.com. That is the ep- that is the website that I own and operate, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. Plenty of links to the show on the website, and each week... I write an article that gives you a summary of what the show was. So if you go into my article section each week, I write a different article uh, talking about the show I just did. Or on the front homepage, I have a link to the iTunes. Uh, You can just go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com, click on the link, and you'll go right to 152 more episodes. If you want to make a comment about the show, just go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. I have an email page right on the front, and you just send me a message, and it will get to me within seconds. So I want to thank everyone for listening this week. And as always, if it's Thursday morning, it's time for you to check your favorite podcast platform or phillyrestaurantreviews.com. 
for the brand new episode of Learn About World Cuisine. I will talk to everyone next Thursday.